and welcome to this special edition of the Watershed podcast, um, combining our June and July into one bumper recording. I'm Steph, I work on the cinema programme here at Watershed, and this month I'm joined, my co-host is also Steph, Hello. otherwise known as Steph with an F. Steph with an F or Steph from Steph Comms, two. Steph 2. Yeah, pleasure to be here, thank you for having me. Thank you for coming. It's a delight. And we'll be joined later on in this programme by Jason Barker from Queer Vision, mm-hmm. he's their new producer, who will be taking us through what they've got in store for us this year. But before then, we have the rest of our lovely Watershed programme to take you through, starting yeah, with an event I'm quite excited about on the 21st of June, Wednesday. Um, we've got a one-off screening of the new 4K restoration of The Wicker Man, classic folk horror. I haven't seen The Wicker Man. <sighs> what are you doing? No, here? I know, and that's why I need to book my ticket <laughs> yeah. very soon, because at the moment it's nearly sold out. It might yeah, be sold out by popular. the time you hear it. Um, and it's got some pre-recorded content from its special screening at Picture House Central back on May Day, including a performance um, of some of the music from the score by the folk collective Broadside Hacks. And earlier on that evening, we also have a shorts program called When the Sun Stands Still, which is a collection of predominantly South Bi- Southwest produced shorts, um, grouped loosely around that kind of folk horror theme to celebrate the solstice. And it's presented and been co-curated by Nadia Atta to celebrate the release of her debut novel, Verge, also yeah. folk horror leaning. And it's also been co-curated, that program, with Stone Club, unfortunately can't be there on the night because they're performing a ritual at Glastonbury but oh some sort of yeah, yeah that thing I know they're in demand that thing on the same day oh what they like I know mm. but they have got us um a 25 minute short focused mm. around Gweno the Cornish folk artist which will definitely be worth catching slay um so then mm. following that amazing evening mm. um we then on the 23rd of June have the release of Wes Anderson's hotly anticipated new feature, Asteroid City. It <laughs> takes place in um, a fictional American desert town in the 50s mm-hmm. um, and follows a junior stargazer space cadet convention, which is spectacularly disrupted. So I'm told by the copy. Um. So I'm told by the copy <laughs> as well, yeah. And as with many of his films, he's brought together, you know, a spectacular ensemble cast, you know, including new additions of Steve Carell and Maya Hawke. Um, Scar, Scar Joe, yeah, Honey Scar Joe, and Tilda Swinton back again. Bestie Tilda. Tom Hanks too this time. Oh. We'd been a little. Um, what about Astro City? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm going to be frank. Can I give my frank opinion? Yeah, we can. We can give our frank opinion. Okay, so when I first saw the trailer, we watched it together when it dropped in what was it in March? Office, yeah. In the office. Not going to lie, I wasn't particularly impressed because I think at the well, the most recent Anderson films have kind of been a bit like pastiche, kind of giving the same thing over and over again. Yeah. But we weren't, we weren't that into the French dispatch, I don't think. No, not really. But ap- according to rec- reports from, what was it, Cannes? Yeah, exploded at Cannes. Yeah. I am the- now, I'm now quite excited to see it, which <laughs> we hadn't been following the, you know, we were a bit like, another, another Wes Anderson yeah, what, film. another one? Another idiosyncratic little drama with lovely colour palette. Yeah, it'll look beautiful, but, but I think... Phenomenal reviews. Yeah, no, like, exactly. Like, surprisingly, a lot of... Like, a lot of good the, reviews. People like it, and because people like it at Cannes, I kind of want to watch it. Yeah, and I think I mean? I've heard it's a bit more personal than some of its other films. Or, like, um, self-referential, but in, like, a good way. Yeah, or just a bit more, like, from the heart, dare I say. 
in a return to kind of some of his earlier films. Oh. Well, I saw it described by David Ehrlich from IndieWire as a, a cosmic and dreamy, in brackets, and sneakily moving <laughs> grief comedy that offers a radical new take on his usual approach to story. Grief which, comedy? Yeah, which <coughs> I'm intrigued. Grief comedy. What's the last grief comedy I saw? I don't know, like when a cat died or something. And I Is laughed. that just a video on YouTube? <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah, when the cat got put in the bin. Oh, don't. Now that's a throwback. That is. Yeah, a masterpiece. Classic of online. Yeah, online don't hurt video. cats. Please don't hurt cats. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, <laughs> we'll also be continuing our review of um, Wes Anderson's early films mm-hmm. um, on Sundays throughout June, which the last two are The Royal Tenenbaums and The Life Aquatic with Steve Sissou. Also on in late June, we have The Super 8 Years, which is a film focused around the... the Nobel laureate and internationally acclaimed writer Annie Ernaux, who's transformed her home movies into this kind of fascinating exploration of family life and mm. self in relation to that. She's worked with her son David to draw together all this footage that was mm-hmm. mainly shot by her ex-husband and had just been sat in a box, I think, in the family home. And it kind of offers this really beautiful portrait of their domestic life, both at mm-hmm. home and abroad on their holidays. And... It also records the period when I know first became an author and started writing, or writing for publication at least. At the same time, it's also kind of a picture of this, essentially the decline in their marriage. It's kind of a record of this growing rift between the two in a way that's kind of intriguing to see put to video through mm. their own kind of home shot. Tell me why, why I should come see it, because like, I'm going to be honest, I hadn't heard of Annie Erno before her film came on. So she's such a big deal in the literary world. No, I know, but I, I respectfully am a little bit silly or a bit stupid. So um, you need to tell me why she's important. I think it's the kind of film that works even if you don't know who she is, because I'm okay. not that familiar with her works. I think I've read one of her novels. Um, and I think it just works more as kind of an interesting family portrait. Um, okay. In a way that, like the home movies of Jonas Mikus, not to... I feel like I'm always bringing everything back to Jonas Mikas in, in any conversation with Jonas anyone. Um, not that I'm a super fan or anything. But <laughs> it has a similar vibe in terms of it's, it's the home video footage put on screen and you're kind of drawing your own conclusions about mm-hmm. the relationships and how that reflects back and has relevance to your own experiences okay. in life. It's just a really beautiful film and okay. it also has the advantage of being quite short in relation to some of the other titles film? we've shown recently. Like who, who I was afraid think? and it's three and a half hour epic runtime. <laughs> no, it was just under three hours. Oh. Not three and a half, it was just under. No, if, I'm always, if, sorry, I'm thinking ahead to the nice Scorsese <laughs> that we're looking to schedule in November. Oh, yeah. yeah. The, um, I, don't, I don't remember what it's called. Killers of the Flower Moon. Killers of the Flower Moon. See if they decide to add an interval. I'm not optimistic. Mm. Bring back intervals. Mm. Not, not in terms of like operational. I know it's a bit of a faff, but bring back intervals because I need, I need my wee breaks. I need a wee. Well, that's I need what, to get the ice cream, you know. It's, no, well, well that's, that's why like, I, I sit on, like in Cinema One, like, I sit on the edge because yeah. I'm like, I will probably have to excuse myself <laughs> <laughs> at one point. So, um, and especially for Bo's Afraid, which was like three hours. But surprisingly, I stayed through the whole thing for that. Flew by. I yeah, thought. no, yeah. I only need the toilet at the very end. Mm. As you wrote on your comment card. Yeah, as I said on, on my comment card. 
newly restored comments board. Yes, please come and leave your comment on the comment board. It's now fully magnetised and fully accessible. Please let us know what you think about films, including Super 8 Years and whatever the next film you're going to talk about. 30th of June, we've got Mother and Son. (laughs) (laughs) It's from the director of Jeune Femme, which was a lovely kind of of coming-of-age French drama from three, four years ago now. Um, and this is her follow-up feature. She's um, from director Leonore Sarey. Mm. Um, and it's set in the late 1980s and focused around a woman called Rose who moves from the Ivory Coast to Paris with her two young sons. And the film then spans the following 20 years from their arrival in France to mm-hmm. the present day. And it's kind of segmented into three chapters almost, the first of which focuses on her and then each of her sons in turn. And you get these really kind of interesting changes in perspective Mm. um, and also kind of visual approach between the three and it's kind of I would say a moving kind of chronicle dare I say of um, this kind of construction and then deconstruction and splitting apart of the family Um, so we've got a group comedy (laughs) we've got home video home video (laughs) we've got uh, wait what what, what was the thing that you said a a moving chronicle moving chronicle (laughs) We've got vibes in June. Yeah. Honestly. I know. Yeah. One for all the family. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and in July, I yes. thought we'd um, touch on our new July repertory season. Yeah. Uh, our, our Sunday slots where we show kind of classic films. Um, and in June, those were the Wes Anderson ones. Mm-hmm. Um, and for July, in anticipation of the opening night film of Cinema Rediscovered for this year, which is the UK premiere of the beautiful new 4k restoration of the virgin suicides mm-hmm. sophia coppola film we're spending our sundays throughout july exploring key works from two members of perhaps america's most famous filmmaking family the coppolas and what what wait what's the season called tell us what the season's called it might be called a couple of coppolas a couple of coppolas <laughs> a couple of coppolas um so we're ping-ponging between um, Sophia and Francis Ford mm-hmm. titles. So we start with Lost in Translation, classic, on July 2nd from Sophia. And then we're showing Francis Ford's film, The Conversation, um, which has kind of become this kind of cult film in some sense, in terms of the position it holds in, dare I say, the canon. Um, <laughs> but it's a, a really influential and nuanced portrait of alienation and surveillance. And I think you'd actually really like it. I feel okay. like you've not seen this one, and I think you should. Do you think that that's my pick out of, like, the four films? No, frankly, I think if I had to pick one for you, it would be Marie Antoinette, Whee! which is our film on July 16th. Yeah. I cannot believe that you just told me before this that your mum's had that on DVD for years and you've never got around to watching it. Yeah, I feel, I feel like... You're right up your street. Yeah, I know, but, like, that was before I liked films, and now I like films, and, you know... Well, Perfect opportunity to finally, <laughs> finally watch it. Now we're on the big screen. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we close out that July season um, with Rumblefish, the Coppola film. Um, those 2 p.m. every Sunday throughout July. A couple more titles I wanted to cover in July. We've, um, on the 7th of July, we're opening a film called Shabu. Mm. And we've got a preview Q&A with the director on the 5th. But not just the director, also the star of the film. Shabu. It, it is, after all, a kind of docudrama. It's a documentary that follows Shabu, who's a playful, precocious teenager um, from a working-class neighbourhood in Rotterdam called mm-hmm. Paperclip. Um, he's an aspiring rapper, and 
after um, crashing his grandmother's car, mm. he owes her money and he decides to stage a block party for his community Duh. to both you know, showcase his <laughs> talents as a rapper and also raise money to um, pay back his grandmother. It's, it's the a, right thing to do. Yes, yeah. exactly. He's, he's a good kid. <laughs> it's, um, it's a really lovely and heartfelt film. Um, it's got a real sense of joy and optimism. Yeah. Um, celebration of community if it's what we need for it summer. just feels like really sweet and such it like is. a summery vibe kind of film it's giving me like slight chewing gum vibes yeah a little bit yeah and i i think it's just really cool that shabu's i know and it, the meet is, the, i think he's doing signing or is he just a meet and greets we'll see we'll meet see what greets. happens yeah we'll let you know we could be posted he's here he'll be in the shed yeah he'll be present <laughs> <laughs> um and the following week 14th of July, we've also got this new film, While We Watched, um, which is a new featured documentary from Vinay Shukla, who'll be joining us for a preview um, and direct Q&A on the 13th of July, the day before its release. And it kind of examines how independent news reporting in India is becoming increasingly under threat and with extremists kind of leveraging alternative platforms for spreading misinformation. It feels quite poignantly relevant, timely. Poignantly, relevantly, timely. And then released on the same day, we also have Squaring the Circle, the story of hypnosis, which is a new documentary from Anton Corbin, who made the film about Ian Curtis from Joy Division um, a few years back. And this new documentary kind of shares anecdotes from the British design studio that devised some of the most famous album covers of the 70s. It's know, the Pink the, Floyd, the T-Rex, yeah. Paul McCartney. And a lot of these artists are interviewed in the film. Um, we're really pleased to be partnering up with Rough Trade um, on this screening and they're going to be doing a DJ set on the opening night and selling some records Sweet. with um, album covers designed by Hypnosis. Who'd have thought? Who'd have thought? Who'd have thought? What a good deal, one yeah. might say. Oh, they might. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, and finally, to, to close out our podcast... Oh, yeah, finally. The, the object of your excitement for the last few months... Yeah. It's fine. Cinema we'll finally be here. Cinema Rediscovered 2023. <laughs> um, That's my excitement. I know, sorry, yeah. Um, no, um, I am excited about Cinema Rediscovered 2023, um, but I am most excited about Barbie. And I've been going on about it. I think I've been like leading the campaign for us to screen it since... It's like, been very effective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, 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 been, a long, it's been a long slog. Um, I, I'm here to play the long game. Pink sweaters. Yeah. I hear Claire Reddington's... Arranging her pink wig. Yeah, we're all going to be wearing pink. Um, we've got, um, I think we've got a pink cocktail in the works. And Rosé is always available. If yeah, you know, yeah, course. yeah. That, that is a pink cocktail um, by definition. Um, if you want to go down the orange route, we've got Aperol Spritz. I've been going off nice Aperol Spritz at the moment. What can I say about excited. Barbie? Yeah, I'm just so excited. And, and I, the trailers are fueling our anticipation, I think. Honestly, for me, it's like the perfect cross between kind of like well, because it's directed by Greta Gerwig, and is it co-written by Noah Baumbach? Noah Baumbach, yeah. It's, it's kind of that, Joe. like, very nice crossover between a very mainstream well, product. I, focus, yeah. yeah, like a global product, which is Barbie, but through the lens Coming of... from that art house kind of approach to yeah, filmmaking, exactly. which I'm really interested to see. And also just, like, pulled off here. the most incredible cast, like, known yeah. to mankind... <laughs> And I've been listening to that like song by Dua Lipa like, on repeat. And I really want one of the vinyls. Yeah. Like the limited edition vinyl. You stopped me from buying a vinyl because I actually don't have a record player, but I really want it. I want it. to now change my perspective and encourage you to buy it and I'll just look after it. 
until you. Okay, is that how it works? Until you sort yourself out. Okay, but I think tickets will be going on sale really, really soon. Can't say when, but they'll be on sale very, very soon. By the end of June. By the end of June. <clears throat> Come watch Barbie. Come watch it'll Barbie. Be, it'll be a blast. Come wear pink. It's also under two hours, as if you needed any more reason to come Short film. Short film summer. (laughs) Short film of the summer. (laughs) Well, that's what we've got going on here in June and July. And so we'll now go to um, our chat with Jason that we had on his upcoming Queer Vision programme. Hi, Jason. Hello. Thank you for joining us uh, here today at Watershed to chat to us about your upcoming Queer Vision programme, which we're putting on between, or here between the 25th of June and 6th of July, but your programme, I think, runs from the 24th to the 9th. Yeah, the whole Bristol Pride programme and Queer Vision is Mm. part of the the general arts programme as well. And now it's in 11th year? Yeah, 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 this is the 11th year of Queer Vision. Oh my God, 11 years. Oh, it's quite established <laughs> now, isn't it? Yeah, yeah that, that, that's crazy. Well, I mean, like the first time I came to... I mean, like Pride in Bristol is like a big thing yeah. anyway. Wait, so Bristol Pride has been running for 11 years or Queer no, Vision Queer as Vision. well? Queer Vision has been running for 11 years, that's Bristol incredible. Pride for, mm. for longer. Yeah, so what have you got in store for us this year? Well, this year, so there's some films playing at the watershed mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we've got we open at the trinity center with an open air screening of cabaret with also performance attached dressing up and singing encouraged there'll be none of this <laughs> theater snootiness about people singing um, we'll have subtitles so people can sing if they don't already know all the words to cabaret Lovely. Um, quite happy for people to join in with dialogue if they like (laughs) just make it their own and they've got a really lovely space at trinity so although it's an open air screening it's a it's a sort of covered marquee but with like a bit like a yurt that doesn't go all the way to the ground so is it quite big yeah 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 it's quite big and it's got tables and chairs yeah Mm. i mean i wouldn't say anyone should come imagining that they're coming to like the you know the, the the cabaret the kit kat club it's picnic tables in a tent it isn't we're not trying to recreate okay you know so it doesn't have this kind of manage your expectations (laughs) but the film is there and we'll all be there and it will be it'll be a lovely evening under the stars and there's a bar so it's going to be a very sort of relaxed event so that's how we open and then i think the very next day on the sunday the 25th we've got two um, films we've got two films we've got mm. i think the first one is the egghead and, egg, twinkie. egghead and twinkie which is i mean this is one of those films so i saw it at flair and mm. it's an independent feature and it's a first debut feature by a very young person actually from america and this is their first film made from a graduation short sort of expands into a feature and i loved it and it's the kind of film i don't know if it will ever get distribution i don't know if it will be but i loved it because i just thought and, and you'd watched it i mean we're able to show it as a 15. yeah, yeah it's, it's a just, really lovely well, queer it, teen road movie exactly and when, how often do you get these mm. you know we don't often get these sort of films that young people can see and are sort of made by and for young people you know it's really i just thought this is the kind of film that if I was a teenager and yeah. I saw that film, mm. I'd love it. I just think it's sort of, it covers so much in such a, a, a very light and accessible and friendly and fun way in this, you know, and it actually made me laugh out loud, <laughs> which is quite, a, I know that sounds like a quite a sort of, you know, as if that shouldn't be a sort of high bar, but when you're watching a film on your own as a screener no, and you actually properly, Rather like, than just before, the- yeah, you, rather than just thinking, well, <laughs> no, that will be amusing on screen. Yeah, you, you properly, like, you know, 
have a good laugh. Yeah. And I thought, okay, this is this is really good. I think this will be great fun to see in an audience. And then we've got um, a Q&A afterwards with the filmmakers, awesome. which they're really excited about Brilliant. as well. They had a good reception when they played at Flair and they've had some really good reviews. So there's that. And then after that is Kokomo City. Yeah, Kokomo City. Which, Kokomo City, which... Um, so it's a film about trans sex workers and... After that screening, we've got Harriet Taylor from Switch, which is a local organisation that Harriet runs and screening films and talking about trans rep- representation. So Harriet will be leading a sort of informal discussion. In the cafe in, bar. Yeah, right? in the cafe bar that people are welcome to join. Mm-hmm. Which is, I'm, I'm really happy about, because I feel like that is, to me, the sort of brilliant thing about seeing films on a big screen is that conversation afterwards yeah mm. and you know that that nobody must feel that if they came on their own they wouldn't be able to be part of that you know that, in, yeah. you know that thing that thing when you hear other people talking you're and desperate like, to sort of like yeah well now there's a place and you can yeah. come and be part of that with Harriet so and also leave your comments on the comments board as well yes oh, what, is there a new comments board. physical comments board for yeah, yeah the comments board is yeah. back it's oh, back baby and it definitely <laughs> Definitely will be back for Queer Vision as well. We'll make sure that um, the Queer Vision films will be up on the comments board as oh, well. Oh, brilliant. For sure. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Lovely. And what else have we got? Then on the Wednesday here is Who I Am Not, which is a feature documentary about two intersex people from South Africa. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I don't, I don't want to sort of say too much about it, only because... When I watched it, I just thought these are stories that seem so, you know, this is about intersex people, but it's so pertinent to lots of questions about identity mm. and trying to figure out who you are. And there's these two characters in the documentary that seem to have quite sort of, you know, parallel lives, but, you know, but really different. And then there's this kind of great meeting place. And it's, yeah, it's about sort of trying to find out who you are and who your truth is and and sort of what bodies tell us, but what happens when that's different to who we are. And, you know, which seems to be, it seems like within that film, there's a lot of bigger discussions that are happening all all over the place about who people are bodies and minds and it just seems like that's all in all in one and um valentino who's an intersex activist from the uk will be presenting the film and talking oh, really? about the situation in the uk just so people have got some sort of i don't know grounding in like context. You know, yeah local yeah. context as well i mean because in terms of like queer film representation I, I, I don't know many films which do strongly represent the intersex community, so it's mm. really great that we have this as part of the programme. Yeah, you know? I agree. I mean, I've seen a few over the, over the years. I know that there's a big... Um, there's a feature in development at the moment. There was a short film called Pony Boy that was made um, a couple of years ago, and that's been developed into a feature with, I think, quite sort of big big name cast there's quite a lot of people getting behind that film so that will be a feature that will be out in the next couple of years and that will be something because you know mostly it will be documentaries the same really as Mm. trans representation has generally Mm. been through documentary so yeah that's an exciting one then we've got little richard on the front i am everything which just looks fantastic um we i was just looking at we've just about to release our queer vision trailer 
Mm. Way. So, yeah, and in there, there's a clip from Little Richard, I Am Everything. There's a clip of John Waters talking about Little Richard. It's just superb. So I can't wait to see that film. Really excited. Yeah, it's a really fun one. That. I mean, there's interviews with, like you say, John Waters, but you're like Mick Jagger and Billy yeah. Clinton, Al Rogers. So many big names, isn't it? Yeah, and I mean, and he's such a complicated character. Yeah. Little and I Richard. don't think the documentary shies away from no. <laughs> exploring. No, and I'm really excited. Edson Burton is doing mm. an introduction as well to the screening, and I know that you know Edson's sort of really into the film and really into Little Richard and is going to give a really interesting context as well, which I'm really excited to hear. And so, I mean, I'm really excited for the film. I, I watched that clip, and that was on the trailer of that film. There's the clip of um, Little Richard at the... Would it be the, Gra- the Grammys? I don't know if you've seen that. It's so powerful. It makes my... I'm even thinking about it. I'm getting goosebumps. But, I mean, that will be in the clip. There's going to be a lot that gives us goosebumps. It's just... Because on this clip from the Grammys, basically Little Richard is presenting an award to something like... uh, It's like Best New Act or Mm. something like that. And he does this joke. He says, and Best New Act is... This is me, like this, right? And everyone laughs. Honestly, slay. But then he does it again. Right, and it's kind of like the same joke again, and everyone's slightly like, oh, okay, it's the same joke again. And then he just takes the mic, and he says, because you never gave me anything. He said, you're all here because of me, because of what I, you know, and it's like, look, I am, I'm sort of like, all my hands are standing. It's so, so seriously that I think the whole film is going to have that. It's really, here is somebody, he says himself, he says they couldn't have a black queer person, they couldn't have the girls screaming over someone like me, so they had to bring in Elvis, you know, but, Mm. so, anyway, I'm really excited, I'm really excited to see that film on a big screen as well, Uh, and the sound, sound. it's the sound, isn't it, I mean, there's something about seeing, yeah, exactly, you know, it's like, it's not, you know, you can watch these things on your laptop or whatever, but watching it on a big screen with the proper sound, I'm really... And with an audience. It's and with an audience as well. I, I can, I'm really hoping that, you know, mm. a buzzing screening. And then we've got... We shift to the Cube for a couple mm-hmm. of days. Mm-hmm. So we've got the Monday and the Tuesday at the Cube. And the Monday is Mansion in Uniform, the first ever lesbian film. Mm. made in 1931. I sort of have this idea that it makes a bookend screening with cabaret, you know, and that Mm. there's something about Mm -hmm. sort of queer resistance to fascism within those two films. But Madison in Uniform was made, um, directed by a woman, with all women cast, um, loads of women behind the camera, features this kiss. And I mean, what so we'll talk about is basically how fandom saved the film, that the film was totally suppressed by the Nazi regime. It Mm. was completely, they more or less destroyed it, except for the fact that people remained fans of the film and continued to talk about the film. And there was a whole kind of, it developed a whole cult of stockings and kissing was the cult. Um, stockings and kissing. Yeah, where like like girls would wear stockings yeah. as is features yeah. in the film and kiss each other and there was this kind of thing, stamp out the cult of stockings and kissing. And oh. then the film was accused of, of It was accused of inciting stockings and kissing. Yeah. Oh, it was hysteria. Yeah. yeah. All this inciting hysteria, hysteria. Mm. exactly. So anyway, so we'll be talking all about the history of this and the history of this film and then after that at the end of the screening is a performance by a drag king called gorgeous michael who will be um inciting swooning 
So Ooh. yeah, so, so the whole screening, the whole screening is a swoonathon. So <laughs> it's it's a, a swoonathon to the first lesbian film, ending with I hope a kind of a mass hysteria from gorgeous Michael. I, this is this is my expectation of and it. And there's a content <laughs> warning for all of this, right? What the, what, uh, <laughs> all the well, swooning. I think what, what we'll, we'll encourage people bring your own fainting stool if you yeah. feel that you yeah. might need yeah. one. And maybe a little hanky as well. Yeah, maybe, you know, just loosen any garments yeah. that you might have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, then on the, on the Tuesday, so that's on the Monday, the third, on the Tuesday, I think also really sort of, it, it's like a two-day swoonathon event, mm-hmm. because on the Tuesday is a selection of shorts called the Butch Bar Mixtape. And these are all shorts exploring and this is quite difficult to say into words this is why film is better than language do you yeah. know what I mean so because if you were to list so the films are all about what you might call female masculinity butch non-binary trans mask masculine of center all these different words but all different shorts looking at different aspects of what, what the butch bar so the book I'd, I'd read an article in the guardian about mm. the the rise of these clubs butch clubs there's um the butch bar in bristol and there's one called butch please in london and i read the article i just thought these this is brilliant it just seems like people sort of coming together and like you know that thing where i was saying about language and these different terms but actually coming under the club getting on with it you know what i mean just as people do in a club Mm. and so the screening is to sort of like celebrate that lots of different different shorts from different filmmakers some will be Definitely to swoon over. Mm-hmm. Then we're yeah, back, back here. here. Oh, well, then we're back here. So this is then. So then another selection of shorts. This is on Thursday the sixth, mm. which is, I mean, it's called Southwest Shorts, right? Like it's really, it's like the Southwest and expanded into perhaps as the far Southwest as Cinematic Universe. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, so this is a selection of shorts. Within the selection of shorts are the Southwest Shorts, from which we have chosen our nominee to go to the Iris Prize Best of British Shorts to be announced on the night, Mm -hmm. but also sort of packaged within a general UK shorts programme as well. Basically, they're brilliant new short queer films from the UK, some particularly from the Southwest. And can you watch... Because I was, I think I was on like the Channel Four website. Can you can you watch the older? Yeah, you can. On there, yeah, yeah. You? So you, yeah. you can see my own film there on the Channel Four website because mm-hmm. I won that prize. That, well, not won the prize. I was the nominee. From and what's the film called? Queer, the the film is called The Piss Witch. Oh, love and it. so I was the Queer Vision nominee last year, and now Sorry, this year will be. Yeah, and so this year we'll be nominating a different film. And um, I have to give up my crown. Oh. <laughs> Pass it on, honourably. Yeah. There should actually, it makes me think there should actually be some kind of, you know... Crown would be nice. Crowning. Yeah. There isn't really, there's a sort of, you know... It could start the same. But what there is, I'll tell you what there is actually. So this screening is really important because part of the queer vision vision is <laughs> to encourage filmmaking, particularly our local filmmakers. So we're showing these shorts and then afterwards all ticket holders are invited to a networking event Mm -hmm. which is going to be hosted by BFI Network by the um, Mm -hmm. BFI Network talent executives will be doing speed networking which is where they ring a bell five minutes chat to people and there'll be drinks in the bar so it'll be a bit of a well 
I shouldn't say a bit of her, it'll be a lot of her meeting people yeah. event, which I think is really important. I, I really, um, so it's, it's obviously in Queer Vision's interest that queer films are made in the Southwest. We need them to be made. And I don't think enough are being made. Mm. Mm. And, you know, I'm, I'm at the moment, I'm doing, I've got a little side hustle at the moment, doing some work for BFI Network as a script reader. So I'm mm. reading lots and lots of short films. And I'm reading them from, not from the Southwest, I'm reading them from the rest of the rest of England. And I'm reading them and I'm just thinking, where are, where are all the, all the queer filmmakers? Where are all the queer themes within these shorts? And, and I wonder whether it's because people, I don't know, I don't know what's happening. It feels like there's less being made than there were mm. and it doesn't it it doesn't seem you know there isn't it's not that there's not an appetite for either screening them or for funding them so i'm not sure why the stories are not being not being told not being written about so anyway it's like this would be really helpful yeah it's just supporting those emerging local filmmakers that's it i, I just think it's for them to meet each other as well so for instance the talent executives people can make appointments and you can speak to them and you can talk about ideas and there are you know there are lots of opportunities and i just want a queer vision to be part of that yeah that you, mm. you somebody doesn't need to feel that they have to move away from this area in order to produce work you know the, it can be made here this is you know all the talent is here we've got everybody mm. that you need all the support is here i mean and that piss which was made yeah sort of down the road and it was all made with bristol um cast and crew and you know so anyway that's that's really an exciting thing and that's something that queer which vision is, nice is sort of definitely note to end your festival to. on as well then yeah the, the end is the the end is the beginning <laughs> <laughs> poetic <laughs> Well, um, thank you so much for joining us, Jason. Oh, you're really welcome. Really looking forward to seeing the programme here and at the Cube, of course, and that opening event at Trinity. Yeah, and and people can pick up. I've just look. I mean, this is obviously sound. I can (laughs) the sound of it (laughs) flicking (laughs) flicking through the Bristol Pride catalogue. It should be all over Bristol by now. Yeah, we've got them out on the box office as well. I mean, there's there's literally a choice of things every day for two weeks, ending in the fantastic Pride Day Festival of Downs. And Queer Vision is part of this. That's all for this month's podcast. Thank you so much to Steph for joining me. It's been an absolute pleasure. It's been an honour and it's been an absolute joy. Hopefully I'll be able to come back again very very soon and thank you so much to bernie our wonderful podcast recorder thank you bernie and see you for the next episode goodbye